Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carson, Christian Sense Report, daily podcast. So glad you joined us this week. So we've been releasing this prophetic urgent warning about the two-year window we're in, warning against the church, the ecclesia. Today, we're going to talk about the spirit behind it, where the serpent told Eve, you will be like God. That's the root of this whole issue. With your kindness, you surprise me. With your faithfulness, remind me. You will always come to find me when I've lost my way. And in you, I live and breathe. Blessings uh, to you today, and I think that that point there is critical. That truth is what we're going to have to walk in to deal with the spirit. Anytime there's a controlling spirit, truth is the answer. Well, welcome today because it is Thursday, the second day of February. So glad you joined us. We're spending this week set it aside to deal with this prophetic word that we've been releasing, Chuck Pierce has been releasing. I talked to you yesterday about, or the other day, about Neville Johnson and given the time frame of 25 and 26 being the most critical years in the earth so far. And he prophesied that many years ago. So did Chuck back, I think, in 86, Chuck prophesied it. So here we are. We were coming up on those date lines, and now it's time to wake up. Wake up, oh sleepers, we say, as Paul told the church and any sleeping church, um, what they're going through. Now, uh, today I want to talk about that you shall be like gods or be like God, which the serpent tempted Eve with, and eventually Adam fell to it as well. And why that's such a critical foundation of where we are right now. And you know the story. God gives them the whole garden and tells them you can have anything. But don't eat of this tree. Now, I believe that tree of knowledge, good and evil, is represented in what we are dealing with right now. The hedonism, the, the selfish pleasure, the desire of morality based on self-opinion, not based on the Word of God. That's why we call it a biblical worldview, or a better way, a cosmic worldview. Uh, or not worldview, because it's more than world, but a cosmic biblical view. Because what it is, is that... God created the heavens and the earth, and we need to understand everything that's in it was created by God and came with the order that God put it in, and we can't come outside that order. So you know the story, you know, serpents having this discussion with their, you know, did he say, did really the Lord say you couldn't eat from this tree? You know, did he, is that what he said? And the woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden, you may eat, but from the fruit of the tree that's in the middle of the garden, centrality to man, God has said, you shall not eat from it nor touch, touch it or you will die. We always talk about the eating, but touching it as a whole nother. Don't get intimate with this thing. Uh, I was reading in, um, I think it was Kings, when the Lord was warning Israel about their lifestyle. He said, if you chase vanity, you will become vain. 
And that's one of those things that even though you may not partake of it, but if you chase after it, you'll become what you're chasing after. And that, that's the warning. And the, the spirit of death that came into the world came this way. Now, this is physical death. Yes, that's why man had to die. We believe theologically that man would have not died physically had he not eaten from this tree. But uh, it also means emotional death, spiritual death as well. And the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die, lie. He's a, he's a father of lies. For God knows that in the day you eat from this, your eyes will be opened and that you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So he tempts her at this moment to decide morality, not from a godly cosmic view that he created everything, but from the logic of man that man would decide how everything was created or how it worked out and what right and wrong is. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was delight to the eyes and that the the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took the fruit and ate and she also gave to her husband and he ate. This is the three basic sins, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Nailed it right there. We, we were warned later in the New Testament that those were the three foundational sins, and that's why, because it came from this encounter. And now, when we're looking at this warning that God wants to exchange, not God, but the enemy wants to exchange truth and revelation of what a walk in Christ is like into a religious culture, a religious mindset— and that we will be controlled by other ideologies. What it is, is that the government wants to say what right and wrong is, and they want us to eat of that tree that they're going to produce in the garden. They're going to be the type of serpent that tempts us to eat from what they have produced. And when we do that, then we take the seed of the serpent, because it births something, in us, and it bursts death. It'll bring death to a society. It'll bring death to a nation. It'll bring death to your family. It, physically, maybe, but all uh, definitely emotionally and spiritually, it will bring a death spirit to your house. And the question is, are we going to stand up and fight? Do you want to be your own God and decide what that is? Now, a biblical worldview touches all realms of society. When I taught my son this course on biblical worldview, we studied all the aspects of what it should touch, psychology, sociology, phys- uh, philosophy, politics, ethics, history, economics, biology, law, theology. We have to view all those ologies, sciences, historic facts through the eyes of Scripture. And this is a standard. This is where... We are called to walk in, and, and, and that is where we find our peace, and we find our joy, and we find life, because when he says, when you eat the tree of life, you shall live, and that's where life comes, life in Christ, and yet man has always, from the very beginning, wanted to decide right and wrong. Now, here's the kicker. Many people will do the right thing for the most part, but in certain areas, they'll say, I don't see anything wrong with that. You ever heard a Christian say that? There's nothing wrong with doing that. Well, okay. We can debate that, or we could say, what did the Holy Spirit say, and how did the Holy Spirit give you liberty, you know, uh, in that? And I always ask people, if they're going to do something that's edgy, 
I said, now tell me how the Holy Spirit told you to do that. How did he come to you? I had a young man was getting tattoos constantly. Uh, he had a friend that was learning how to be an artist, tattoo artist, and so he let him practice on his body. And he'd come and show me, you know, hey, look what I got this weekend. And I said, okay. And I didn't want to be religious against him. And I said, tell me, how did the Holy Spirit come to you and tell you to put that tattoo on your body? Because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. He said, well, he didn't tell me to do it. I just thought it was cool. And I think that's where we get in trouble sometimes. We just don't even think about how the Father would process what we're dealing with. And so right now, this spirit that's in the world, it wants to say what is life. It wants to say what is truth. It wants to say what is good and what is evil. Romans 1 warns us about this because it goes into homosexuality, goes into worshiping the culture, the land. It says they worship creation more than the creator. Romans 1 does. That's what climate change, that's a religion. Okay, not to say that we shouldn't take care of the planet. I believe we should. I think we should be cautious in what we do and how we treat it. It's a gift from God. But this spirit, this climate change is a religion. And if you don't believe in it, you will be punished. Recently, I read the UK is trying to pass some laws. I don't think they've done it yet, where they're going to have lockdown days where if the, I mean, the environment or the skies or whatever pollution levels are certain levels, that they're going to call a lockdown. You have to stay home. You can't drive until the levels get down. Look, that's another form of control. Not to say we shouldn't worry about what we're doing to the environment again. Don't get me wrong, me wrong on that. But it's one of those things about control, this soft totalitarianism we've been talking about all week. It comes in some ways. And what you will find when this spirit comes into the earth, you will start um, giving up your liberties uh, and even some of your personal pleasures so that the principles of that system um, can have its way. Now, the hypocrisy is like on the global warming and all the climate change, they just had their big meeting in Europe. All these guys that, that claim you know, we're destroying the world through airplanes and cows and cars and stuff. Uh, they showed the airport of all the private jets of these people, hundreds and hundreds of them. You know, they're polluting the air all the way to this conference. Tell us not to do what they do. That's the hypocrisy. And this is one of the things about hierarchy. They will tell you what to do, but they will not do it themselves because they don't want to give up their pleasures but they want you to give up your pleasures. They want you to stop traveling that way. They want you to do this thing. And that's what the spirit wants to do to the church in America and beyond. It wants to come in and say, look, we're not going to look at the world biblically like you guys do. You're going to look at the world the way we see it. And if you don't, you lose your privileges. And so for us, we're fighting for freedom, right? We fight for it. We're not going to give up. So this is a great battle as it goes on. And for the, the culture that they want to bring in the earth, you're going to find society is willing to compromise and give it up, give up their own political rights in exchange for guarantees that they'll be able to uh, feel better about themselves or feel better about what their movement is by allowing the government to control everybody. So this is a, 
a picture of what we have to be, watch out for. There's a an author. He's not a religious believer. Uh, Philip Reif is his name, R-I-E-F-F. And he was an American sociologist and a cultural critic. But anyway, he talked about, in a book that he wrote, uh, The Triumph of the Therapeutic, he said the death of God in the West had given birth to a new civilization devoted to liberating the individual to seek his own pleasures, to managing emergent anxieties. He said religious man who lived according to a belief in a transcendent principles that ordered human life around communal purposes had, had, had given way to psychological man who believed that there was no transcendent order, that life's purposes was to find one's own way experimentally. Okay, that's what Eve and Adam did. They experienced their own way. God said, don't. But now they said, no, we want this transcendent order, a way we see things are, and we want to try it our own way. And he said in this book, he said, man no longer understood himself to be a pilgrim on a meaningful journey with others. That's what we are as believers. But more so, with it, we were a journal. I mean, I'm sorry, we were a tourist who traveled through life according, I like this, according to his own self-designed itinerary with personal happiness, his ultimate goal. So here you go. So this is what you see Eve did. You know, the Lord said, don't do it. But she decided to have her own itinerary, not recognizing, as this gentleman said here, that we're pilgrims walking with God in a meaningful journey with others, with the body of Christ. It's meaningful. It's purposeful. It's joyful. That's why John the Baptist said, my joy was made complete when Jesus appeared, right? So this is a a heathen that catches it, and we're not catching it. But here's the thing. When, When the government starts taking over, they're the ones that have the itinerary. They're the ones that decide the path we should go on. And we surrender because we think they can do it better in a better way. I remember when Hillary Clinton was running for president, she said to us as Americans that you're not smart enough to know what's right. We do. So we'll tell you what to do. Well, you couldn't encapsulate it more, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that's where we are. Okay. So we're going to pray. We're not going to be our own gods. We serve the God Almighty. He rules, and we're going to follow him all the days of our life. Well, I hope this was helpful to you, informative this week. Uh, I did my best in a short frame of time to lay out this two-year frame of time that we're in to wake up the church, the ecclesia, and say, no, let's fight for our freedoms around the world that the gospel would go forth to the ends of the earth and that we would see this world, this universe, through God's perspective, not through man's. Forgive us, Lord, for eating of this wrong tree and let us eat of the tree of life that we may live and live an abundant life in you. I pray for everybody listening that they would experience that in the name of Jesus. All right, God bless you. Supernatural Friday tomorrow. See you. Well, thanks for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast from Christian Centers Report. As you know, you're listening on one of the applications. Thank you for that. Please, again, share this podcast with others. We'd like to grow our audience so we can also bring this light to many other people. Don't forget our trip to Israel. 
May 4th through the 20th. We're starting in Europe, and then we're going to end in Israel. A journey to freedom, how the nation of Israel was birthed, and our responsibility to bless those that bless Abraham. So we're going to go into that, and uh, you can join us on that. Contact our church at info at christiancentershreport.com.